and welcome to Elite Rugby Banter, the podcast about rugby and many, many other things. Uh, I'm your host, Adam, and today I am joined by Philip Poulis, aka Phil, Phil Hornsby, aka Philip, Hi, aka, aka um, champion, uh, uh, sorry, I'm good in you, Phil. The people's sorry. champ, I think is what you're People's champ, for. yes, people's ooh, champ. Ooh, ooh. I think the, there are a lot in, of people in, in who the fantasy disagree. League. <laughs> how are you uh, otherwise i'm good thanks i'm yeah i'm all right good happy to be here nice thanks no pleasure pleasure having you uh matt are you, are you the people's champ how are you oh well, i'm maddie two belts i mean i, I currently hold the True. super rugby intra pod belt which i don't think is coming off me anytime soon seeing as super no, rugby doesn't not. exist anymore <laughs> And yeah, and I'm yeah, I, currently holding the NFL the NFL pod crossover fantasy belt with playoffs on next yeah, week. Yeah, you. But I'm hanging on to Richard. it. Yeah, shame, poor Dick. Yeah, um, yeah. There's uh, nobody's gonna make the playoffs. I need a miracle to to make the playoffs. I need Lamar Jackson to have his best game of the season. I don't think it's happening. Uh, ben, how's it going? How are you? I'm pulling you, Adam. Uh, I'm alright. We tried sleep training yesterday. It was a disaster. Yeah, it's a fucking train wrecker. Uh, yeah, so we we're gonna I'm gonna get started tomorrow, and just so you try the, There's a softer one. It's called a Faber. Faber. The, uh, uh, the Faber method. Yeah, we're pretty much using yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, which I which I think's a bit because leave kid in the room to cry like oh no, it just broke my wife. Yeah, even yesterday it broke mine. Um, yeah, it, it, sounds, it sounds sounds like Ben has more experience here. I'm surprised. Ooh. Well, he's done it. <laughs> So, I imagine. <laughs> nice, Phil. Phil, that's that's the analytical eye we look for you. The clinical, spot <laughs> spotting levels of expertise just like that. Kill shot, yeah. Um, yes, we're, we're using the favorite method, so we're going to be cracking on. I think our, our our nanny's judging us a bit for getting getting going so late, but uh, ugh, you know it's fine. Uh, yeah, I've got lots of news um, today. Rugby World Cup draw for 2023 happened today. Uh, yes, it's absurd. They still have the draw. There's Curry Cup news. There's uh, Dopa news. <laughs> there's only one person I'm talking about. Um, there's also a bit of news, I guess, from the other side of the world, All Blacks, and then I'm sure there's one or two other little bits and pieces that I've missed. So I guess we'll start with the biggest news of the day, the 2023 Curry, uh, excuse me, World Cup draw. Took place today in Paris um, oui. for the Sto- the Stone World Cup. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll call it the Springboks. They have been drawn alongside Ireland and Scotland in Pool B, along with two qualifiers uh, for the draw. It'll be the first time South Africa actually faces Ireland in a World Cup. Um, so just a quick look at the groups: Pool A, New Zealand, France, Italy, America one, Africa one. As I said, Paul B, SA, Ireland, Scotland, Asia Pacific, and Europe too. Uh, Chris Lee, thanks for the post on the group. You just said fuck. <laughs> I, I, I like your brevity. Big, big Appreciate Irish it. fan. We must point out Chris Lee, big Irish fan. Yeah, and he is Irish, so he, a friend of the pod, most certainly. So uh, yeah, Paul C. Has Chris been on the pod? I don't think he's been uh, on. He's given us a lot of info, we, especially. Yeah, we, to, yeah, we invited him. A few write-ups for the pod. Yeah. Mm. Good man, that Chris. I, I don't think he's complained so much with the group. I think it's more the quarterfinal they're going to get. Uh, well, we'll get into that. You, you guys have actually dug into that, so I haven't gotten there. 
Um, pool C, quite spicy actually. Wales, Australia, Fiji. Europe won quite That's been the pool for like that every World Cup. Like. Three World Cups in a <laughs> row. Wait, what was I saw someone three World Cups in a row. Wales has I think been in the pool with Fiji three, uh, four times and Australia five times or something stupid. Like yeah, it's like three times in a row they've had this particular lineup and they've been in pools with those two other times. And Europe well. one is, and Europe one is most likely going to be Georgia again. Yeah. Again, <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, like so, almost exactly the same as the last group. Yeah, Japan. Um, and then Pool D. Um, oof, I think England did well. well interesting. It's going to be interesting. England, Japan. Argentina, Oceania one, which will likely be Samoa uh, or Tonga, I guess, depending on how they how they come out in, in the group. Is this an Asia Pacific one? Yeah, they like because you never know what you're going to get. Like sometimes Samoa is alright. Well, yeah, they have been declining a bit lately, but yeah, uh, I think that apparently their administration isn't so lacker. Um, so yeah, those are the groups, guys. Just quick first thoughts before we start getting because I mean the group stages are generally predictable. Quick thoughts. Um, I know Paul C. Paul C. Spicy. South Africa's group is interesting. Scotland, our team, been playing some good rugby in the Autumn Championships. Um, New Zealand versus France is quite spicy. Um, Paul D is probably the weakest, but not by much. Uh, and Argentina, who knows what sort of shape they're going to be in come 2023. Thoughts? Just about that? I mean, uh, the hot take is it's going to suck for Scotland. Because their secret strategy of using Afrikaans line-out calls is going to backfire. <laughs> yeah, my and, and, is Scotland's going to be mainly South African. Yeah, yeah and including we'll, cross-kicks. Cross-kicks and Afrikaans. Yeah, that's not we'll, we'll have Ox in our team, right? So yeah, we'll, we'll obviously have like Ox who's just standing there by, <laughs> with the other uh, hooker. The like. <laughs> I'm sure Ox's Afrikaans is pretty good as long as time in the free state. Fuck, I, I think that's the best video I've seen of rugby this whole weekend, is Ox just sidling up like, cool, what's going on here? The, the basketball do it, the basketballers do it quite a lot, actually. They just kind of joined the other team, team talking, no one really knows. Bans, what a lad. Just, I, I think if we just go through sort of the, the main contenders, I would say South Africa, New Zealand, England, the way they approach World Cups, because realistically those three teams, they're approaching to, they, they're in the World Cup to win it. Yeah. So, so they, don't, they shouldn't really care what their pool is because their plan is to beat anyone, beat yeah. everyone anyway. So, so I think, you know, d- discount them. Like, I don't think, I don't think New Zealand's going to complain because, you know, they, they're so I strong think... anyway. And Italy's a nice, I think it will be a good mix. So, so a hard game against France, mm. an easy-ish game against Italy. Not bad. Yeah. South Africa, I, I think we've got sort of two, it seems, maybe I'm wrong, but it seems Ireland is kind of declining a bit. Yeah, and Scotland is kind of improving a bit. So I wouldn't be surprised if by the time the World Cup comes around, Ireland and Scotland are actually on quite a similar level. Yeah, uh, yeah. So, yeah, so, I think so that's that, fair. Yeah. yeah, I think that'll that'll make it quite an interesting, um, quite an interesting encounter. Where I think Ireland and Scotland will really be battling to be for that sort of second for the second place in the pool. Mm. Well, hopefully, you know, we are world champions. But yeah. Yeah, I guess mm. it could be a situation where everyone sort of beats, you know, everyone's on one loss sort of thing as well. 
comes down to points difference or bonus points or something. Yeah. yeah then again, whales are whales are on a bit of a decline. Yeah. Uh, and Australia is to me as they. They they're edging upwards. I would argue they're edging slightly. Yeah. Australia seems to be trending in the right direction. Yeah, yeah they're, they're just starting their cycle. They'll be sleepers yeah. come 2023. And then, and then Fiji, oh, I don't know. Fiji, like, they're never consistent enough to win. A, mm. They never, you know, they might surprise us and beat Australia or something, but then chances are they're going to lose to Georgia. <laughs> Georgia or some shit and just completely, you know, fuck up. Uruguay's equivalent, yeah. So I, I think the, the, the back off, and then obviously England, who's England with? Japan, that's a. England with Japan and Argentina, but realistically, again, I don't know, maybe Japan will hold form, but mm. I but think England, Argentina yeah. will really be fancying their chances to get out of that pool. But the one that you didn't mention, I think, which is the, the worry for South Africa is that France really, in the next three years, elevate their game to be, you know, like one of the best. So if you have New Zealand and France, yeah, it's well, both, this, both this favorite. This was sort of the next phase I wanted to talk about. Yeah, was sorry. The, the quarter the quarterfinals because obviously we like you can chat about it if you want, Phil. But we basically have France or New Zealand, right? France in France, and France are definitely trending upwards. Yeah, so I don't think that the that South African fans and the the team is going to be too worried about making it out of the group or even topping the group. To be honest, with a bit of confidence, mm. but. Anything could happen after that. Like to, France to as the honest, host. France and France raving for a playoff game. You might rather want to play New Zealand, to be honest. Yeah, exactly. So that's why, that, on something. that's why I was yeah, saying. They, I think they, it would have been better need, to get... Maybe we need to throw, throw the game against Scotland or something. Just to, you know... <laughs> send Scotland <laughs> again. Send Ireland against yeah. France. Come on, we've got to do it against Ireland. Send Ireland against France. Give them their one shot to get out. Yeah, but that's why I think it would have been better to get uh, France in the group stage because that would have yeah. been a really tough game. But like this last World Cup, it, do- it wouldn't yeah, yeah, have been actually, that bad that was to sort finish of second. Scenario where your your sort of your big game doesn't matter, so you can kind of blood guys. But yeah. Um, yeah, no. So then, basically, England have a pretty clear run at it. Mm. I think we worked out they might get New Ze- they might get either us, New Zealand, or France in their semi. Yeah. But apart from that, I, I don't see any sort of reason why England shouldn't basically walk to the semi-finals. What about Australia? Or how's their path? What about them? Well, it's it could be yeah. an England-Australia quarter-final, but like even yeah. that, you'd think England have enough. With, like, I, I, just feel, I just feel England can just go to their systems and just beat Australia yeah. like that. Yeah. Well, uh, the only benefit I'd say is at least South Africa's got two... Um, tough games, you know, like uh, like Ireland and Scotland. So these will be somewhat battle tested. Look, the, the fixture list I think will, will play an important role. But I mean, you know, Italy's there, but Italy, for all intents and purposes, sorry Italian fans, they in my mind the equivalent of like a Fiji except worse. <laughs> so they're, they're not really a factor. Um, all, all the other groups at least are somewhat competitive. Even Group C, Fiji can cause an upset or something, especially with Wales. Having a bit of a shit time, but yeah, yeah that, that... I think by the time Group C comes around, by the time this World Cup comes, Australia will definitely be seeded ahead of Wales. Yeah, no, hundred percent. And then I don't know, depending how much rugby Fiji gets under its belt, 
uh, that could be competitive if, if the, <laughs> the coronavirus is out the way. It seems to be the pri- primary enemy at the moment, is yeah, getting onto the field. It would have been really interesting to see them in the... Yeah, and the only game they played was against, ironically, Georgia. Yeah, the one yeah. game I didn't care about. Like, the one game I didn't want to see Fiji play. Well, yeah. Uh, but, you know, I, I feel, uh, but I feel like Wales... Like, they sort of know how to beat Fiji. You know, they'll just tighten up. They'll make it a horrible shit game. It'll probably rain. <laughs> but Wales what? are the luckiest, right? Because they were a top seed for this draw. But if they took the rank, the current ranks, then they would that third and not even the second end. So it's one of those things where it, I, I think the, they really should have used current ranking. It makes sense. I honestly yeah, think what they should, how they should do it is they should draw it like um, top. Just before. So, so, so it should basically be, yeah. So so, so just ha- everyone knows what the draw is going to be. So it's going to be top seed, second seed, you know, the, the top four all in a group. But then do it so it favors you to be the top seed. So you say if you're the top seed, then you the next person in your group is the eighth seed. If you're the, sec- if you're the second seed, the next person's you know what I mean, like so... Mm. Yeah, yeah. And then, but then say up until the day of the World Cup, that's when it's decided. I've talked about this before. And, mm-hmm. yeah. and it makes the rankings more important, I guess, than they are if they did no, that. And I think, I think in a weird way, it's more likely that teams will go and actually, you know, teams would actually tour sort of outside what they normally do because they'll be like, well, what's the point of us? you know, doing our traditional tour where we just kind of go to exchange ranking points. Like, let's rather go to someone where, you know, let's, like, throw a Hail Mary, try to beat New Zealand. Or, let, or the Springboks being at t- on the top would be like, yeah, we're just going to cancel all our games. <laughs> just saying. Just rest for four years. That's Australian. Yeah. And then, then, my, then my other point I always make with World Cups is I think it should play through like a sevens tournament. Mm. Yeah. So there should be all the teams should get games until the end of the World Cup. Yeah, I mean, because they, they could even move it to like the small stadiums. France have plenty of stadiums. You could. Yeah, I was, I was going to say, are, are all the games in France? I think so. Yeah. Because I remember last time there were some games in England and Wales and stuff. Yeah. No, I think I think they're all in France. Um, this time, I mean, it is the Stone and World Cup. I mean, Stone well, and I, I think France has had, the, has had the football World Cup since then, so presumably they. But Dak stadiums. One of the one of the guys doing the draw was the this is the architect who designed the Nice Stadium. How was it? I presume it was pretty irritating. Ach, it was okay. It took yeah. its time, but it was it could have been worse. They trotted out Chabelle at the end. Chopin. And then he then he told us all. Oh, we're in France, so I'm going to speak French. And then carried on speaking French. Oh. Uh, you know, resurgent nationalism, you got to love it, eh? Or, you know, the, the line he's famous for, Adam. I'm just saying. The, the time, the, yeah. the, that's me, sorry. The times are changing. Um, there are hardy jobs in Pretoria. You know, they happen to live here. So, um, yeah, I guess we'll, we'll uh, leave it there. Uh, there's already been some some quotes from Springbok coach Jacques Nibanova about it. He just said that, uh, let's see here, if you look at our pool and the quality that will be present, 
then it probably wouldn't be the right thing to start focusing on quarterfinals knockout rugby. Uh, Nebert Lobo told the virtual briefing after the draw, you have to be pretty clued up and on top of your game to get out the pool. The nice thing about it, I'm just going to stop there. I mean, I could have come up with this, this stuff out of the sleep, but he's already commenting on the 2023 draw. So you can go find it if you would like. Someone who's a, speaking of sleepers for the 2023 World Cup, um, Apiwa Dianti, the Springbok former current future, whatever it might be, Springbok wing. He, uh, as we all know, he missed the last World Cup. He got picked up for, I mean, it's a, a derivative of steroids, but a steroid ban. Uh, he decided to take it on appeal. And he lost, as we all kind of suspected that he might. Um, as the SA Institute for Drug Free Sport says, it's handed him a four-year ban. Uh, that's a coin. So I'm reading some stuff, ironically. Um, I'm just trying to see here. So... Yeah, but is... his hearing was held last month. Sorry, just hmm. damn it, Matt. Let me just get through the news. Sorry, I sorry. dare you. <laughs> sorry. Uh, let's see. Ah, his ban it would last till August 12th, 2023. Um, obviously, his agent says the decision makes no sense. Uh, blah blah blah. A medical team of up and out. I mean, you can appeal. Um, but anyway, the ban is ever held. Report. Yeah. So you can appeal his appeal. So he can take yeah. it up then one more ladder, yeah. But the, oh, the problem is, it's interesting, what I don't like is, so on appeal, they extended his sentence. So he originally had a two-year sentence from his initial mm. ban, which they've now said, okay, cool, it's now a four-year four year ban. You well, why, have served... why, did, why did he even appeal that? Because that's... he must have been like six months away from finishing that. Yeah, he was, that's the thing. He would have been finished by now, had... Had had he not appealed it, I guess. Is what they. I was, guess he was determined to clear his name. Yeah. Yeah, but no, but it's also bullshit as as like a like a juristic sense that if you appeal something, that they can impose no, they, they can't, more harsh because because that disincentivizes you actually appealing legitimate appeals because yeah. you run the risk then of them exactly. coming down on you. But, a... but that's how they do it, like, even with the minor things, right? If you plead guilty, then you get a lighter thing. Whereas if you fight it, then sometimes yeah. with, like, you know, if you've made a high tackle or something, yeah. if you try and appeal that, then they'll give you, like, a four-week ban. If you plead guilty, then it's, like, two weeks or whatever. Yeah, I suppose. Not saying it's right. It's it's still silly, but it's just, like, their sort of systems. Yeah, it's a silly jurist, juristic system, like, if they're, like, that this thing exists, but now... Yeah, I don't know. I'm not jazzed about it at all. Mm. Yeah, report reported that, <coughs> excuse me, uh, Deontay's defense is based on a claim that he drank from a friend's bottle during a gym session in late 2019, two days before a urine test revealed the presence of banned substances. Um, make that of what you will. Um, I know Chibo Rapello, he was hit with an eight-year drugs ban, but he was a repeat offender in July. And he also had his appeal overturned. I mean, Deontay, if he really wants, he can go to Switzerland to, to appeal this to the Court of Arbitration for Sport. Um, but we will see if he does. Uh, but look, I guess, look, we'll leave it there. Um, but it's a bit, a bit of a mess. And, and the fact they extended the ban, which he would have finished, as the guys have already noted now, uh, instead of appealing, yeah, it's a bit messy. Um, something else that's, I think, a big thing. I know we've, we've kind of spoken a bit about this. It's been a looming specter. The NFL, it's really happening there. Uh, former All Blacks front row, Nima uh, 
Nimir uh, Tialata, he's joined the legal action for negligence against authorities over brain injuries suffered during uh, playing rugby. He played 43 tests with All Blacks. Um, he was a victim of a punch in 2007. That's from Stuff. When playing for Wellington at Hawks Bay, the assailant was not sent off. Uh, he came off. It's, he has headaches and boot wings and other problems associated with a punch and all, all other concussive blows. He suffered over the course of a career playing for Bayon, Toulouse, and Nabal. Uh, 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 he's also committed to be part of the claim not for his own sake uh, Michael Lippman of the Rebels he's also who part of this they, who they who they suing they suing a, I think it's World Rugby and Rugby yeah I think it's it. World Rugby they suing okay. I think yeah England hooker yeah England hooker he's also part of this there's lots uh, of them getting on it now yeah here you go to answer that question is targeted World Rugby the Rugby Football Union um, and the Welsh Rugby Union for failure to protect the claimants' risks caused by a concussion. Uh, and, oh, sorry, that, that's that's uh, Thompson's action. Any action by an All Black would likely be against World Rugby and New Zealand Rugby. Um, and then Richard Boardman from London firm Raylands Law is representing more than 100 players, many of whom are showing symptoms of neurolog- neurological problems. The vast majority of former players represent love the game and don't want to see it harmed in any way. It's happening in football too, hitting the ball. Um, and I mean, the, the NFL has done numerous studies about this. Like a lot of players now and their wills donate their brains to science to study the effects of multiple concussions and, and injuries. Um, and this, I mean, World Rugby has seen this coming. That's why they've been so, I'm not going to say forward looking, but they've introduced all the concussion protocols behind it. Um, it will be interesting to watch uh, and I, I just wonder will the players get what they deserve I'm not sure these legal processes often get grinded out and all that sort yeah, of thing I, I kind of feel though that it's going to be it's going to be hard to show a sort of a um, causal a, link a, a, a causal link between because like, you know people who've never played rugby in their life have dementia yeah, but so, so it's hard to show that to like tra- sort of trace everything. Some no, of them like, show... I, I do, I do totally think that's what's causing it. But what you know, it will be hard to prove. Yeah, so I know at least for the English chap, he's he's is he was concussed. I think it's well, he was talking about the World Cup. He's he has zero memories of winning the World Cup. Um, he got concussed, I think, in one of the pool games didn't go off was pra- or maybe did go off I can't remember but then was practicing with a full schedule in that week and that and was like blacking out and throwing up in practice and so forth and like exasperating the issue instead of you know getting proper rest and protocol mm. yeah well it seems like they are a lot better now like obviously yeah. you don't exactly know what's going on yeah yeah what's actually going on if these guys are actually sort of but from what I see, they do seem to take this very seriously. Yeah, I mean, yeah, Phil, we, I mean, we both fairly familiar with a very famous example of this going very wrong. With uh, Chris Benoit. Chris Benoit, yeah, <laughs> you shall not be named. Yeah, I, I remember. I remember an ad on Supersport. Maybe it was SABC three or whatever, and it was, it was like Chris Benoit speaking. It's like. When doctors told me I can no longer do the diving headbutt, I thought it was the end of my career. And then you just see all the clips of him doing the diving headbutt. He's just like, yeah, well, fuck those people. Ah. Yeah. And you're like, well, Chris, 
<laughs> yeah, because his brain yeah. was like his brain was like a fucking jelly mold essentially by the end of it. They say. Yeah. Your trademark move is the diving headbutt. Yeah, no, it's it's late for you. Yeah, every time, just smashing your head on someone's whatever. Yeah. Um, I have watched Adam. It's a very good movie. Yeah, this is yeah, an excellent it's, movie. It's quite heartbreaking, uh, actually. Uh, not so heartbreaking. It's the opposite. Uh, New Zealand's players—they are finally out of quarantine, and they get to re- reunite, reunite with friends and family after did spending they, 14 days did, in isolation after the winning think, the Tri Nations. Yes. Did they thank South Africa for that? Uh, no, I don't think we come into their thought process. I feel like they owe us one. Yeah, they actually owe us one. No, they do. Maybe, do, you know what they can, do you know what I think? Not a lot, but they can just give us a, they can just give us a walkthrough in the quarterfinal. <laughs> just lie down, yeah. Yeah, so they're but they, finally but made do kick it. and return every now and then. Otherwise, we won't be able to, you know, keep going at them. Yeah, we, we, we discussed the principal play here, so we need them to kick off, but not tackle us. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. It'll um, be like the finger poke of doom. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, Michaels. Uh, let's see what else we have here. Oh, Tyler Blair, blah, blah. What do we have here? Tyler Blydendahl. He of he had hot fantasy streak fame. He has been added to the Crusaders. Uh, oh, Hurricanes! Hurricanes coaching staff. Um, his role is. I'm just trying to find it out. He's only 30, hey? He had two annoying games. The Crusaders 32 for Canterbury and 62 for Munster. Before a serious neck injury forced him to retire. Uh, he wanted to do that talent. So I'm just trying to see. Uh, I don't think that's obvious. He's always been interested in coaching. Okay, he's been he was considered as an assistant coach in the Northern Hemisphere. Okay, well, cool. he'll get involved. I do think it's inter- I think it's great that that like his players that are really recent into the game get involved in coaching this early. It's, I know there's a lot being said also about referees getting involved. Former players they do make better referees, so um, he's part of Hurricane setup. Um, oh, just very quickly, I guess another news about Western Province fucked up another deal. With flight, flight, whatever you want to call them, they're apparently going to court again. Second deal has collapsed under President Zaltmaria's leadership. Um, it's like the clowns are running the circus down down in Western Province. I mean, I, I've rang, raged and banged and moaned about this for ages. So standard. Uh, it's a disgrace. I feel like there's a British guy. It's a disgrace. It's like one of these old British footballer commentators. Oh, it's a disgrace. Like that. No, but um, it's, actually, it's actually pathetic. Like, people yeah. are so bloody self-interested. Well, even if they're not self-interested, they're just fucking incompetent. Like, no, it's both. That's the it's it's the worst mix, most toxic vibes, ever. Um, a, a website that's actually been doing great work on the reporting is Rugby Three Six Five, uh, which is Yonder Koenig. Uh, if you just read his stuff, so it just it is as I said, it's literally uh, like, well, what's that movie? One who flew over, flew over the cuckoo's nest. The inmates are running the asylum. It's an absolute joke, honestly. And who's benefiting? Only Zolt Marie. And, and who knows who else? Um, there, anyway, there was there was one ridiculous thing. They said like they wanted to charge ten thousand dollars to just tour the new stadium for these potential investors. It's like, where do they get that fee from, and why do yeah. they feel so entitled to? What do you mean ten thousand dollars? So they don't even own the like the, the the potential investors wanted to have a look at the new stadium or something. So 
the current guys, the guys Adam's ranting about, said, okay, we'll take you, but it's going to charge us ten, like it's going to cost ten thousand dollars. So like they just a, like a stadium tour. Yeah, <laughs> it's just what? ridiculous. Uh, it just it just makes me makes me flippin' angry. Oh, so anyway, a stadium we'll, we'll tour of what? Cape Town Stadium or whatever it's called, my dear I think stadium. the new one, yeah. Because I mean, be they don't even like what just for like what they they got guiding services. <laughs> but but now the, now there's a rumor these guys might try go to the sharks. These U.S. investors. Oh uh, yeah, that's true. Yeah, and you know, in, at this rate, any other union, including the Kings, of all people, they'll make a success of this. Uh, Western provinces are such a shit show. Uh, the, the Kings could definitely fuck this up. Yeah, no, the Kings would get 100%. <laughs> as a, as a die-in-the-war Kings fan. Yeah, just keep the Kings out of it. <laughs> Sorry, I should not well, have mentioned it. The, the bloody Griffins would do better with this opportunity than the Kings. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, is there any, any other news, guys? Uh, that the, whole, the, the rugby's latest penis grabbing scandal. Ooh, Ooh. What happened there? Do tell. Do tell. Another one, yeah, basically. Uh, <laughs> uh, actually, Another one. It, was it the French League or the English League? I think it was um, this weekend. So it was the, I think it was the, not the Champions Cup, but the secondary one, the Challenge Cup. Because I think it was an Italian team and a British team. I don't know if it was Scottish or English. But, um, yeah. But basically, there was another penis grabbing incident. But this one was sort of more sort of aggressive. It wasn't like, you know. Mm. And, and the, guy, the guy retaliated, so they, I think they both got sent off. Is that right? Yeah, it was double red. Mm. But and neither player had a bantery expression on his face. Uh, is that, is that why? Is that, that's, that's the double red. Yeah, and then obviously it sort of rekindled everything again that like... Marla so actually didn't get suspended. Well, yeah, that too, but I think it kind of it kind of kindled the sort of... At what point during a rugby... Walking onto the rugby field, you do not ascend uh, to being sexually assault, assaulted, basically. Yeah. And then... Um, so because I think they said it's a medium level offense or something so your entry level is like 12 weeks or something yeah i think that so sounds I, about right because then they basically for something something that if you did on the street they would put you in jail or in prison yeah it's not offense so. is essentially the same as a high tackle or a, you know i guess you can argue punching a guy's the same but you know what i mean like this is like you can sort of see how you how sort of the frustration and it's a physical sport but you can kind of see how you can just lash out and try punch someone but penis grabbing it's like oh, it's in the words of what was alex was saying it's grabby it's grabby yeah, it's, it's grabby like, it's, it's even more than grabby because it's like yeah i don't know like it's i don't know it's definitely not something you should be doing at all in any situation mm. let alone on a rugby field i mean yeah, and it just brings down the whole sport. It's like if anyone sees that, it's like why would you want to play? Why would you want to even be involved if you don't, if people are yeah. not allowed to do it, but don't get properly punished for it? Yeah, there like seems it... to be less. Uh, there seems to be less sort of, of uh, defense in this mm. one. Because remember with the Joe Marler thing, oh let the boys play banter, old boys club. Like yo, what do you guys know? Oh, unless you know you've been raped in the shower in the rugby changing rooms, you know nothing. Blah blah blah. Like. And then this is exactly the same crowd 
that is now uh, to bring it back to the trance thing that happened earlier this year where tr they're saying that men who transition to women have to still play with the uh, biology the cis men league and now these are the same guys who are grabbing penises and saying oh it's only banter but now they want these trans people to feel included in that it's a fucking no no it's you know like i do actually think it's becoming one of the one of the worst elements of rugby the sort of the old boys club mentality yeah like it's incredibly no, no, it's frustrating yeah. Yeah, but it seems to be i do think with kind of the broadcasting models changing a bit and guys like squidge coming along it has actually become sort of more more you know like eventually these things are kind of going to die yeah. out when guys like Kernsey loses job yeah there's also yeah besides squidges another guy on there are a couple of guys especially in the northern hemisphere worth following on twitter who sort of have the more open mindset and sort of champion championing the more sort of progressive ideals in that like one of them definitely if you need someone is line break rugby because they tend to call out these old boys quite regularly and also seem to be yeah, yeah like, fans like, I, I think the, the more the more it happens the better like these oaks should be called out because they are out of touch with the and like like it or not rugby's a young person's game like you know you you can't like we need 20 year olds playing rugby because that's the age group that plays rugby yeah, yeah. if you if you're intimidating all these people because you're just not progressive enough you're literally killing your own sport right? Yeah, and I guess the other thing is like rugby's whole appeal is generally to be like we're so inclusive. We, you know, anyone can play whether you're big or small or thin or big. But you know, when it comes to like some of the more serious stuff, it's very backwards. Like at the core of it, so it does need to be more progressive. And the people who are holding it back, yeah, they sort of need to move aside now. Yeah. Mm. Well, we'll put a pin in it because you gave me a nice segue. Is uh, Ben talking about like it's a young man's game, all that sort of thing? I don't know. You, can, you better tell the lines that. Because Willem Alberts oh, was throwing oh, knuckle offloads. <laughs> Yakukiel, he was Yaku flying Yaku down the wing. Yakukiel's not too old. Yakukiel, I think. He's Thirty-one. Like you can see, he's lost a little bit of yeah, pace, but he looked pretty uh, good. Yeah, out of pace, but yeah, yeah his yeah. run was good. His run, his was, run good. was good. And Doctor yeah, Duplessis and, also and, had the game of his fucking life. Oh, yeah, yeah, he was, was all over the place. Jesus yeah, Christ, he, he scored. His team were pumped when he scored that try. Everybody was yeah. super chuffed for him. Like the whole, the whole team just crowded around him. Like, and so, uh, so Steve, and uh, his his uh, propping partner Steve Satole with a lovely offload. Yeah. That was prop yeah. maxing. Steve's having, a, Steve's having a good little, mm. little late curry yeah. cup, eh? No, he's doing yeah. nicely. He's, he's, yeah. had, he's had a good 2020 season. I was going to say yeah. off-season. Yeah, you know, not not just his loose play, but also his scrums have come mm. along in leaps and bounds. So yeah, he, I think he he's definitely one to watch. He held up all right against Province, to be honest. Like, mm. yeah, oh, probably the best front row in the country. Which is, so, yeah, I think the, the benchmark yeah. is, can you hold up to Province? Yeah. Okay, Stephen Kitsoff and friends. It's almost like Maroon Five, where's Adam Levine and some other Oaks. <laughs> <laughs> Although they were down to their like fifth choice um, tight head this weekend because of COVID. But, yeah. Yeah, no, um, but cool. yeah, good. Well, well played by the by the Lions. Probably probably the best they've played all season. Andre Warner grabbing two twi twice, um, off, <laughs> off the off the work of others. 
Um, it's a very nice off flows though, um, which was nice complete performance as well. Uh, for the Frenstone did nail a 64 meter penalty though. He's putting that chunkiness behind the ball. Yeah. So, and like you could see the players on the bench afterwards are like, see, see, I told you, I told you you can kick that ball for 64 <laughs> meters. Do you think he's like, he thought like himself, do you think he thought to himself just before, this one's for you, Jordy, and then just did it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I just, I don't know. Frontstone living the life, hey? He's on the cover of FC Rugby Mag this month. Um, they called him Rugby Royalty, something like that. Got two. He's, yeah, he's, he's very decorate. Yeah, he's got yeah. two World Cups. Um... Oh, decorate. Oh, no, he has two World Cups. I don't know what else he has. Like, I, I think that's all he has because he didn't really win anything with the Sharks or Cheetahs. No, he should have should have won that Super Rugby game, that final. So obviously the World Cups, but I think that's all he's won. Has he not won Champions Trophy or the French League or whatever? Yeah, in top league or something. <sighs> he must have been. Dominant, so just... Maybe, yeah. Um, so yeah, Lions thing like was like forty twenty three. Sorry, I don't have the exact score. Uh, the Sharks, they I want I don't want to say the cause an upset, but they beat the Bulls against the round of play. If one can call it, the Bulls have been one of the informed teams in the country. Uh, excusing Kerwin Bosch's awful attempt at a drop goal. That's um, <laughs> if you want to check out the highlights. The, the Sharks squeaked it. Not the greatest game. Someone actually asked me, though, what do the Bulls see in Mornay Stone? I think it's a, it's a fair enough question. I mean, Nostalgia. he's fantastic. Nostalgia. Did you say, what do they see in him? I mean, he's like the most solid fly half you can ask for. If you have a good pack and you've got a decent back line, he's going to like keep your team ticking over. You're, the thing is, Mornay Stone, like what, what the sort of the joy of Mornay Stone is, is Mornay stayed at like you know his sort of his his margin his sort of his variation is so small like Mornay stay in having a bad day is like 80% mm. Mornay stay in having a good day is like 100% mm. when you compare him to someone like say Alton Yanchis where Alton on his best day is you know 100% but on his worst day is like 12% yeah so like mm. you can kind of see you know you you know what you're gonna get with Mornay Stand, which yeah you know which is uh, quite a rare commodity. Yeah. So yeah, I was, I, very very quick aside, sorry I forgot to mention that just the Lions kit had the badge in the middle, which I don't like. It needs to be on <laughs> the left. It needs to be on. We like, didn't mention that. Oh, Adam, there's news we didn't mention. I don't I don't like that they're using the Super Rugby logo now because no, I prefer the like. Curry Cup logo. Like the Curry, Curry Cup, Cup is the traditional great. one. Yeah, that like traditional old, yellow line. That's pretty dope. Yeah. But now yeah, they. Yeah. Guys, guys, are we going to talk about the new the new Springbok kit which we forgot about? Yeah, we should oh, bring that yeah. up. We can bring well, that up after let's... the game. Let's bring let's finish the games up quickly. Yeah, okay. yeah we can after we talk about the so, game. That's the last. So one. I was just going to say about Monet Stain. I think that. Uh, this game, even though he still played okay, I think this was the first time he got outplayed by the opposition fly half, like quite clearly in terms of um, tactical play. So I thought Kerwin Bosch was really good, and especially his kicking game towards the end, just um, pinned the balls back, and he really put his hand up for, uh, yeah, I guess for Springbok selection. And again, it goes back to I think when Ben criticised him, he's just stepped up his game. So. Basically, since I criticised <laughs> Kerwin Bosch, he hasn't put a bit wrong. So Ben, can I suggest know. um criticizing Tian Skuma next? 
Well, fuck, I, he was on my... He actually had a decent game. He got, like, 30 on fantasy points. Yeah, he no, was on I was, my bench. I, I foolishly started fucking Tim Sweel. Which I think is everyone he, did. Well, if, if you got... Uh, if it was points per minute, Tim Sweel would have been... The most you know, like... out of. <laughs> you got 12 points in 3 minutes somehow. <laughs> did he score a try that no one counted or something? You got like a line break and two tackle yeah. busts and all of that. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. Well, like again, sad. What was I going to say? We're on the province game, right? Yeah. I just heard some. Of no. course. Sharks balls. Tim Sweel. Sorry, I've 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 been very confused. Um. Yeah, I've I've really nothing further to. Yeah, to, to the game. Uh, he, I know there was a Sharks player. You got a yellow card. He, should, he was very lucky he didn't get a red. There was a Bulls. Was the prop uh, shoulder to the head? I think there was there a were, mitigating circumstances. There, but... there were two. There were two controversial yellow cards. So I think going back to the conversation that we had about the concussions and things, they're taking it very seriously. So both of them were head to head contact rather uh, than like yes. shoulder to head. So there was, the, I mean, there's a lot of controversy because almost, I would say, like 80% of rugby fans, based on at least Twitter and that sort of thing, think that they shouldn't have been yellow cards or red cards. But um, I think, according to the, you know, the framework and the criteria, they're clear. Yeah. They're clear yellow cards. So there's a there's a big disconnect between people's knowledge and what's actually happening on the field because I think, according to the rules or the laws or whatever you call them. Like they were straight down, you know, the law book. But so many people don't understand the way that they're doing it that people get so frustrated. And even Dwayne on the field, Dwayne was like, "Oh, let's play touchies," because he thought it was ridiculous. Hmm. Uh, um, just as an aside, like in 2009, uh, I mean, I, I, I even spoke to I don't know who was the head of the SRA Rugby Medical Science in 2010. They launched Boxmart, which was a campaign that they wanted to just show people beyond like good rugby techniques like power stepping and all that sort of stuff good tackle technique um and it's just just to very quickly refer back to ben's point it's it's you really try to have to engender this in the lower levels but also when there's this sort of complexities and this goes back to the rule book head clashes in the law and that sort of thing the authorities just need to make a big bigger effort and publicizing it so your yeoman fans just kind of understand what's going on yeah. Um, and invest more greatly at the lower levels in greater technique, etc., etc. So I'm not saying the obvious here, but uh, it's just the campaign's existed for a decade, but nobody really knows about it. Yeah, and but I the, know about the, it. Yeah, sorry, like, Phil. Like, there's one thing you know the fans not knowing, but it seems like the players also don't know. So like the yeah. captains are also confused. And, like surely they're That's professionals. I don't know if it comes to the players or the coaches or whoever or both, but they should know exactly. You know, if you tackle too high, even if your shoulder goes into the guy's chest and your head hits the other guy's head, that's going to be at least a yellow card because it's clearly said like head-to-head -head contact is mm. start at the highest penalty. So it's like they don't realize that either. So it's a case of just, and I don't know if it's just our players because obviously this is a local competition, but it's also it that the problem then I guess is the inconsistency with the refs because you see some. Um, tackles which are almost exactly the same which just go without any punishment mm. just very, very quickly the morning stand and he had an off day he missed the draw possible penalty at the end did you yeah, guys mention what, that already? It, it wasn't too hard yeah no, we didn't. no he, he shanked it like when the Bulls got the penalty they were like ah oh, done deal 
he's gonna nail this. He pawned it completely against the, the show. Um, he's not not a machine. Does any have any further comment? Because I'm keen to chat about the the Bok jersey. So do you want to move on to the West Browns game against the Pumas? Sure. Sure. Why not? I fell asleep. I fell. I fell asleep watching this one, so I don't have much to say. Yeah, but Stephen Kitsoff smashed 70. Oops, 70 fantasy points. Full. He played. He scored a try at the 84th minute. It's, he's the fittest human being on the planet. He's the best prop in the world. But yeah, no, it was a good Maybe. game. Do they? Do some problems have a reserve loose head? They do. They do. Just. I don't think. I don't Maybe they. They. They saw the Reds playing Tupo to the ground, and they're just like, well, if he can do it, we can do it with Kitschoff. Yeah, you know, like, fuck, I'll be Kitschoff is injured come Lions tour, though, huh? Yeah, that's the problem Ooh. now. Playing him 84 but minutes. But they, they, yeah, they have guys like uh, for Mark, and I think one of their other guys was pretty good coming off the bench earlier in the season. So it's not like they don't, I just, I don't know. Uh, I don't know. I, I haven't. I thought. I thought Dobson was really going to be a like a sort of a breath of fresh air for the Stormers, but he hasn't really been. No, there. the Stormers have been the Stormers of old. I think. Nah. Yeah, their backline has really been very bad. Even I would say. I, mean, I thought yeah. bad might be a bit harsh, but they haven't been good. So obviously their forwards and their scrum have been super dominant. But Herschel Yankees has been bad. Their fly halves have been bad. Center's not very good either, so yeah, they're just not, they don't have a good backline. The yeah. problem is with someone like Herschel Yankees, like now, because you're obviously players, like I don't think we, we acknowledge it as much in rugby, but players go through sort of, you know, like form and dips and form and dips and mm. like it sort of makes you worry that sort of Herschel Yankees last year, was he just in good form? And like now he's sort of returned to level, or is he in a bit of a slump at the moment? Like, uh, I'd say a slump. Yeah, it's it's tough. I think scrum offs, scrum can be a lot. Yeah, it can be a lot like mentality based. Like we were saying, even with Nohamba, where sometimes you just uh, like think you're the shit and you don't do the basics. I feel like you're referring to Luis Criado more than anyone else. <laughs> I think Skrida can't do anything other than the basics, but basically some of the scrum offs try too hard to do like stuff beyond what they should be doing. So I think Nohamba like gets got into his head that he, you know, like he's so good that he doesn't need to concentrate on just you know passing the ball to his flap and doing what a scrum off should do and mm. trying to like think one step ahead. No, yeah, yes. yeah. Um. Yeah, otherwise, I think, it, as I already said, the province, they kind of laboured to to victory, but as I said, if they had to play under that, that uh, stupid administration, um, I'd labour it too, because there's already talk with the two Khaleesi's, as has been noted, part of the American consortium talk to the Sharks, there's rumours that he might be heading to, to Durban, um, which for the Sharks would be a huge, huge brand coup. Um, and, it, I mean, the fat chance of them holding on to the likes of Kitsov. Uh, and other Springboks too. I just, I just don't even know how they're managing to afford it. I mean, but, and, I don't know how they, remember there was that thing of, oh, was it 2018? Where Kitsop was offered stupid money, like... Yeah, it was like, yeah, it was 2018, yeah. Like, I think it was like 17 million rand or something he was offered. Mm. At some yeah. And like, I still quite haven't figured out what happened there. Private business interests, I reckon. Mm. Uh, that are sponsoring that. Um, 
But yeah, Province, uh, and a great point, by the way, talking about Dobson. I was also quite excited, but he'd been in the system for a while and all that sort of thing, but the Stormers haven't really, sorry, we keep saying Stormers, we're not talking about Western Province. They haven't really progressed. Um, and look, and just a quick, quick word for the Pumas, good on them. Their, their team's virtually changed. Like, gone through a whole 360 or 180 uh, since well, Super Rugby unlocked or Curry Cup Part 1, depending which way you want to call it. Um... So yeah, it's uh, interesting times uh, in, in, in Cape Town. It's quite interesting this because it's kind of led us, given us a bit more insight into sort of what the Stormers, teams like the Stormers and the Griquas, the Stormers, the Pumas and the Griquas sort of face. Mm. That it's just whenever a player kind of shows any sort of form or talent or whatever, they just snapped up. Yeah, yeah just for, for those foreign listeners or 20 of you maybe maybe they're more of you half the problem is uh, Greg West they're based in Kimberley and the Pumas they're based in Nelsprate uh, someone joined the Facebook group the other day and they're like oh I listened to the pod and I heard about the group I was like oh we have a listener what a surprise (laughs) I'm so proud of that person shout out yeah Shout out to you. I forgot your name. This yeah, sorry. I, I've been I've been quite I've been quite bad on on, on the Facebook vibe because I left Facebook, um, but then ended up getting an account for work. And thankfully, Oaks let me back into the group. There was a debate about whether you let me in or, in or not. I'm well, just going to mention Lions. that. You're a Lions fan. I'm a Lions and Bills fan now. I've under undergone my um, D- Damascus moment. To, to use that. Reference. What are you? Dead silence. Oh, I'm just. Are you just like several sheets of folded steel into each other to give that cool ripple pattern now in your life? Uh, I guess so. <laughs> it's quite a meta reference. Uh, uh, when you said Damascus, <laughs> I was like, the only Damascus I know is Damascus steel, because I've, I've been trying to watch Forge in the Fire, best reality show. Uh, right? uh, it's Road to Damascus. Um, I've been watching nothing really. <laughs> You've been watching your no, child fact, develop and grow as a two person. Kits off his two Curry Cup tries to his name after his other try. He doubled his cup. No, it's true. Uh, that is very true. I also watched Queen's Gambit, being a former provincial chess player. Oh, uh, former, nice. How, how is the the chess in that, Adam? Is it like, actually, it's actually quite it legit. Yeah, it is actually. Uh, Paul Morphy, he he did indeed live, um, and a lot of the games that they use are actual. They they take all games from the three century history of chess, or well, more two and a half century history of chess, uh, like very famous games across time. And also that Gary Kasparov, arguably one of the greatest chess players of all time, a thorn in Vladimir Putin's side. He was also an advisor um, on the show. To probably I think the most revealing moments before we get into the block thing is when the one character is like, oh, chess players, we are prima donnas. It is very true. <laughs> it is a board game. Do you but, still uh, play, Adam? I, um, whoops, sorry. Um, as a result of the show, I've started playing correspondence with a mate over over WhatsApp. Uh, the score is currently 1.5 to 5. Mm. I lost the first game, but drew the second. There, there were some blunders, though, in, in the second game. It wasn't uh, it wasn't great. Not not for the box jersey, though. Segway. Oi. Looking good. They revealed the, the box jersey for the upcoming British Lions and Matt, you were frothing when you saw the shield, the crest. So the whole concept of the thing I like. So they've gone, they, because for me I love a I love a retro jersey. And I would I would really like. So this is my dilemma. I would really like a retro South African jersey, 
but um i don't know part of me just also doesn't feel comfortable in a retro south african jersey you know because of its symbolism so yeah so the fact that we've got now a 2021 jersey with that sort of aesthetic that sort of aesthetic built into it makes me slightly more comfortable so yeah like they've they've done the giant giant logo shield that is supposed to be reminiscent of the 80s the dyeing system it's got that special colorway so it's from in different light it looks different colors to represent just how shit people were at actually dyeing fabric so you always got different colors when you dyed it and things like that so like i like i like the little touches that they put into the jersey and it all comes together quite nicely also because yeah. it's got that nice deep yellow not that fucking bright yellow that they've tended to mm, the, lately i mean the most annoying thing is um like they got dhl they're a sponsor of the box and they have the dhl on the back like in, in the yellow typeface yeah and it actually looks nice so it's like why province couldn't get that the only thing I literally have one complaint is the MTM logo. Yeah. Why can't they? Why can't they invert the colors? Um, Everyone says that, like, and I don't understand, like. What I mean, MTN, I, can MTM actually issue a statement on why they're not letting this happen? No, like I do work in marketing, and maybe they're just so zealous about their CI, and CI is important to brand and blah blah blah. But all the rugby fans would be chuffed with CI, sorry. A, a corporate identity. It's kind of like, so let's yeah, think about point. Nando's. Like, yeah. Nando's have their symbol. With I, the, I, I get the, it. <laughs> the, the golden rooster, blah, 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 blah. There's a whole color scheme, etc., etc. I'm actually very uh, in, curious. In the release. What was the yeah. best, though? The, the release photo has, like, six, yes, six, six guys and Herschel Yankees. Is it five guys? I can't five guys with yep. Herschel Yankees, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. zoomed in, like, 1.25. So he looks as tall as everyone else. And then they're all standing with their <laughs> arms crossed over the MTN logo. Except Peter Steff. MTN weren't happy with that, yeah. yeah. Except Peter Steff. But Peter Steff's a real team player. Yeah. So, you know, he's, he's like, he's chilled. Uh, Bongi looks mean. Fuck Christ. I love, I love a mean looking Bongi. Bongi. Yeah, and it's Gohandra Pollard, uh, Sia, Peter Steff's toy, and Herschel Yankees. I know he's off color, got a yellow over the weekend. Um, let's see. Here, there's anything interesting in the release apart from the normal corporate speak. Yeah, you mentioned the colorway, PSDF, blah 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 blah. Um, do you think the tour is going to happen? Do you think the rugby are going to buy all the COVID vaccines in Africa and <laughs> do vaccines outside the state or something? I'm just we're going through second wave yeah, right now. I think the president's uh, speaking shortly. I think, um, now, pro- I think now that they are sort of rolling out the vaccine. Here and there, like, what's his face? What was that woman's name? Someone reminded me over the weekend that Brett, the 90 year old that took it already, and I think there's a not, not William Shakespeare, the other one. Yeah, it's not Ethel either. It's I me. called her Ethel. Someone said that's wrong. It's some other old lady British name. Edith? Edith, maybe. Yeah, I don't know. And like, Sorry. I think I saw somewhere in the US they've also now managed to secure, uh, secure like X number of the Pfizer's vaccine and all that. So I think in the next couple of months, I think by March is going to be very telling and very different from what it is now as the, as the vaccines become more proliferated. So I think to call it now yeah. would be a bit early, but I reckon by March we'll be able to. I hope so. Um, maybe even if it gets stadiums half full, um, they'll go ahead. But essentially, yes, the rabbi's banking on this to financially. 
You reckon? At that point, that it, especially if it is, yeah, I guess it depends on the availability of the vaccine. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, oh, 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 oh. Ah, who knows? Um, but it, again, like, uh, like, I'm pretty sure Mauritius is going to get left left off all these lists. Like, I'm probably going to get the vaccine in like 2023. Yeah, it's an nation. You don't really need it. Mm, they do kind of need need international I travel don't though. Do, I don't... Yeah. yeah, no, they do. Um, South Africa does too. Um, so we're not even sure if we're going to get local travel yeah. around Christmas. I, I wonder if they're going to close inter- interprovincial tonight. Uh, no. The pre- president's speaking soon. Yeah, yeah. Like in the next 20 <laughs> minutes or so. Yeah, I don't, th- I don't think they will. Um, it's such a big step, like it's going to ruin Christmas for some. Anyway, sorry, carry on. Yeah, yeah so we could, yeah, anyway. Um, so, yes, new new Bok jersey uh, is out. You can check it online. It's looking pretty awesome. Yeah, my uh, my um, old one's missing, so I'm super glad that I can get this one as a replacement. I also saw that they've organized two test matches. They're going to play two tests before the British Irish Lions. Like Argentina rumored opponent, uh, but, or maybe someone else. That's the plan. Argentina's anyway. not a bad shot, but. Also, although I don't know that we want to give Argentina too much airtime after what uh, the material and them were saying and cuffed for. Because there was a whole thing with that, with World Rugby, like, also handling that a little poorly. Well, World Rugby kind of said they want Argentina to explain how they came to the conclusion that... But they also only said that, I think, after, like, a little bit of time had passed and yeah, some like other people were like, seriously, after, World Rugby, you're yeah, not like doing after, anything? After the players were, like, eligible to play again and he got received his captaincy again and, like, I think it was even after the match that they said that, like, after Argentina's last match. Because yeah. yeah. also... also uh, yeah, just because also in the like Autumn Nations Cup before every match they would do like their anti-racism stuff, you know, from World Rugby. Yeah. So they're doing all of this show, but then when it came down to it, World Rugby didn't actually say anything about you know the Matera and the other guys. And only after after the weekend, then they you know when other people have watered up, they said, well actually Argentina, why haven't you done anything about it? Like what about them? Why shouldn't? Yeah. Anyway. It will be quite interesting though because obviously probably some of I don't really I'm not going to pretend I understand the context of his comments against like Bolivians or whatever but a lot of sort of the nastiest stuff he was saying was against black people and particularly South African black people yeah because mm-hmm. a lot of that shit he was saying when he was here playing in SA he was playing the under 20 World Cup which I'm sure there's some alumni from the SA side who played in that tournament. Yeah. Yeah, so I'm sure Playing some of the, the some of the, some of the Oaks are like, actually Khaleesi doesn't seem a particularly vengeful type, but someone like Bongi, he must be itching to lay into him after those comments. Oh, Bongi's going to clean up the shit out of Iraq when he sees him. I think all of them will be, because, you know, they're, yeah, they're quite, a, quite a family unit. Uh, yeah, they're quite a, they're quite a unit. So. Yeah, I mean, it would be good motivation. <laughs> yeah. Mm. But yeah, okay. Is there, uh, I mean, we're, we're hitting the hour mark, so is there any other news you want to chat about, folks? We're going to leave it there. I think that should be, I don't think I've seen anything else pop up. I mean, 
the Murphy's Law is something is breaking right now, but we don't know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah no, they're no gonna, doubt. They're going to realize the whole draw. You know, there was a problem, and they're going to have to redo it tomorrow. Yeah. So, if, you, if you're listening to this after draw 2.0, we apologize. Yeah, but you know what's actually happening? The but news it's... is waiting for this to end. That's yeah. how it works. But yeah, I look forward to, in draw 2.0, our weird pool of England... New Zealand, France, and South Africa somehow ended up in Pool C altogether. <laughs> I don't think so. Knowing the way the French work, these systems will be like France will get like France, Italy, Japan, Scotland. Well, I mean, Ward Rugby said they're going to make it more transparent. A little bit too late. It always happens. South Africa gets screwed, and then it's like, oh no, it's going to fix the I system. Don't think we, I don't think you can say we got screwed. I don't think you can. We've got a nice tough pool, but no, no, it's the draw apparently oh. now. Oh, no, no, we got screwed. Oh, yes, that, yeah, so uh, now they're going to publicize who you voted for for yeah, the World it's Cup. Not public yeah, vote. it's public votes. Yes, I do remember that. Yeah. So, what, what do you mean? Of course, we got screwed. How how dare you not um, get on the bandwagon? You know, South Africa, it, it was rigged. It was rigged. I don't, think, I don't think we got screwed. I just don't think we knew. We just didn't know how the game was played. Yeah, that's true. Um, I think I saw, yeah, we just were crappy lobbyists, which is ironic given all the corruption that's happened in South Africa. So. Yo, you think if there's one thing we could do is corrupt Yo, our even, way to even, like, even, even good people get how corruption works in South Africa. So it's kind of like, you know, how did we not see it coming? But uh, we, this is, I said, we complained about this two years ago, so it's fine. <laughs> very stubborn to too. Out corrupting South Africa. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh, very man. incredibly sinistic. Uh, home of Hobbes. So yes. Uh, okay, well, I guess on that note, gentlemen, that's going to wrap it up for this episode of of Elite Rugby Banter. Uh, Phil, thank you for, for joining us and your laser insights about Ben's dad techniques. Thanks for having me, Adam. I hope you, you carry on building your experience too. Yeah, I'm not looking forward to it. It's going to be a rough few weeks, I think. Um, we shall see. Ben, thank, thanks for, for joining us. Good luck in Mauritius getting that back COVID vaccine. Yeah, I might just never be able to leave, guys. Oh, I didn't tell you. I um, so I got to Rodrigues, which is the island next to Mauritius, but it's still technically Mauritius. Oh, but nice. I meant to have a passport to travel there, but my passport had expired. Is that but where you had your end of year function? Yeah, so we had our end of year function. Is that function. where you had that shit nice. down, nice. where you spilt on yourself? <laughs> yeah, fuck. I was pretty drunk when I did that. Eh? Uh, proud of you, but <laughs> don't you have another one? Another one coming though. Yeah, oh god, yeah. have you got another end of your function that you can, your wife's end of your function, you can sneak it off into now? No, I'm not sure when I'll do that. Actually, I have a, I have a secret center party at some point, I think in the office on Friday, maybe I'll try to sneak it down in there. I, I, like how you, I, I like how you sneak down into like events. Yeah, well, you know, I was looking for my beer the other day, I was like, fuck, I need to buy some beer. Then I realized when I played golf, I have 10 beers in my golf bag. Wow, that's a lot of beer. No, no, but it's not like I put 10 beers in my golf bag. It's like every time I go to golf, I buy like six and I just put like, you know, there's just like one left each time. Yeah, and you keep like, it in. I picked up my golf bag. I was like, fuck, this thing's heavy, hey? And then I realized <laughs> it was just basically my golf bag's like more fucking beer than golf clubs. So you've been weight training at least. No. It's good endurance training for golf. Would you, would no, you yeah, play with, I, play, I play with the little car. I don't carry my bag. Oh. 
what I was saying yes. is that I managed to get to Rodrigues on an expired passport. Oh, wow. I mean, congrats. Just basically, no, but that's because we work with so many law firms. We had like seven different law firms phone immigration to like put pressure on them. So they thought I was like a celebrity. <laughs> <laughs> but you are a celebrity, Ben. So, no, but basically, if I was in charge of the South African World Cup, Ben, I would have been corrupt enough to get it. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> Clearly, Ben, I, I should have done I it. Can, I, can tra I can travel on an expired passport, so yeah. Nice. Uh, where was I? Matt. Yes. Thanks for joining us. So I don't want to leave you out. Uh, no worries. Always a pleasure. Good. Um, yeah, that's going to do it. We will be back next week. As we did... Our schedule will be tightened significantly. There is rugby, but we are heading into the Christmas and New Year season. So we will let you know on Twitter. Our Twitter account is back. A lot, will, a lot will depend on what Cyril says. Yeah. Yeah. I guess so. If you can't travel for Christmas. Fuck, we're doing three-hour episodes through the festive season. <laughs> yeah. Let's just be, grab, yeah. grab all your drinks and bring them to the. We'll do one on Christmas Day. We, we are open. <laughs> we are open our presents on on the pod. Yeah, well, thankfully I have flat Oh yeah, Adam, happy Hanukkah. I think you're like halfway through now, hey? Yeah, we are. Yeah. Speaking of Christmas. Someone had to remind me about it the other day. Yeah. Uh, also, I was like, oh, thanks. So, uh, no, I appreciate the thought. Yeah. Sorry, Adam. I'm, four I'm, four, I'm, four sorry, days I, in, I remembered it. No, what? For you. <laughs> That's going to do it for this episode of Any Grubby Banter. Um, keep safe, and if you, if you don't hear from us again, well, you probably will. Have a good Christmas, and we will see you next time. Cheers.